not, not that I don't believe in it. I just think they're, I don't want to turn over a big lump sum of money to them when they're 21. I just don't think they need But that. I always think, wow, I don't think I would have ended up the way I am if I would have got everything I want. I come back, sit down in our bleacher, and the Caitlin Clark thing is sitting right there, and I'm like, wait, where did you get that? <laughs> it's it's good to teach them and have to have them pay for some of the things. If they want something special, I don't think you should just go buy it for them. It's just it's getting insane. hard. To, it's getting hard to be a, a ten year old. Yes, you know, eleven year. You know, keeping especially, up with the Jones is yes. like keeping up with the kid next door. Instagram and all that's everyone sees what everyone else has, and everyone's take a picture of their vacation and all that stuff. And this podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole, and I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between, and we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, your host, joined by Cole Peterson. What's up, everybody? How are we doing today, Cole? And Cole Jasky, who was on the winning team yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And golf, it's so hot. So, so hot. it's crazy. But yeah, we had a little uh, team golf outing yesterday. And uh, team uh, Cole with a C uh, had the victory yesterday. I was on that team. Yeah, you guys got lucky. We, okay. we couldn't make a pot. Caleb, what's going How's on? How's it going, everybody? Hey, we remembered Caleb. How you yes, doing, buddy? Yes, you did remember me this time. I'm great. Been a good week. I uh, hair's Saturday. looking good, man. Your hair's looking like just, oh, yeah. Just yeah nice. I think Thank you have you. a story Fluff, for us. I'm staring yeah. at my idol, idol over here. Yeah, this so, new awesome. Yeah, first of all, it looks great in here. You, you got some new yeah. things hung up, and we got some new decorations in the room for those of you that watch on YouTube. If you don't watch on YouTube, before I get into my we'll story, if you don't watch on YouTube, go subscribe on YouTube. We need subscribers. If you watch on YouTube and don't listen on the podcast, go follow, follow us on the podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram. We've been posting a bunch of cool content on there. And uh, follow these guys on all their Facebook pages. Because I always forget to do that at the beginning. So I'm yeah. not going to forget to yeah, do that. And that's just the Good best job. way to get the podcast out there is just natural support. So we yes. appreciate it. So, all right, here's my story. So um, I have I told them I <laughs> wouldn't tell them about this, this story. So I like looking at him. He's like, well, I told I told everybody when they walked in, I wouldn't tell the story. Over here, if Cole Jasky can pick up this picture. Yep. And hold it up for the camera. Where's we have the a. I don't know. Uh, over here, over there. Oh yeah, here we so, go. So, wow, as dang. you can see, it's an autographed Caitlin Clark photo. So Saturday, me and my dad decided to go to. I got some really cheap tickets to that IndyCar race at <laughs> Iowa Speedway. Oh that, nice. And Caitlin oh, yeah, Clark yeah. was there doing an autograph session. She was the grand marshal for the race, and of course, everybody was. Anybody who knew she was there was super excited about it. So. Um, the autograph session was 10.30 to 11.30. Well, me and my dad were like, well, we'll see if we can find it. It's probably going to be way too long of a line, right? And it was, a, uh, we couldn't find it at first. So we were like, oh, whatever, it's fine. We don't really, I don't care too much about it. And um, at 11.20, so about 11.20, we were like looking for lunch. And nobody in the track believes in selling chicken tenders. Well, I can't eat anything but chicken tenders at places like that. <laughs> so I leave Gosh. the track to go to McDonald's five, down, five <laughs> minutes down the road. I come back, sit down on our bleacher, and the Caitlin Clark thing is sitting right there. And I'm like, "Wait, where did you get that?" And so my dad was out looking for a pon- or looking for food, and he found a taco truck. So he walks up to the taco truck, looks up. It's 11:27. The autograph session is supposed to be over at like 11:30. Caitlin Clark's sitting right there, and there's like four people in line. So oh, he runs really? over, jumps in line. The moment he jumps in line, the lady stands, walks up, stands behind him, and goes, "That's the last person." 
Oh, so my dad my was God. the last. My dad was the last person. Oh, cool. So he oh, said I awesome. could take it here and put it in. So, Kayla oh, so Clark, if you dad. see this, you that's are. Yes, that's my dad's. <laughs> but he's like, I'm not gonna put it anywhere in my house or anything. So <laughs> I would. So yeah. Well, I know you would, but Bill's got a little bit of a girl crush on her. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah, when you I didn't end up like getting that. it, but yeah, I know. That's like cool. That. That's a good story. Yeah. yeah. So nice. on. So she was the grand marshal for the race. I'll just tell this one other quick thing about it. So she was the grand marshal for the race. The gentlemen start your engines. I was like, I don't know what that they're is. They're doing, they're doing driver introductions, and you know everyone's like, they introduce, and it's a popular driver. They're like, oh yay! They get to Caitlin. They announce Caitlin Clark as the grand marshal. That place went so nuts, you couldn't <laughs> even hear her say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." That is oh, awesome. It was crazy. That's gotta be fun. She's on, fun. The, on the tour right now. She's just, gotta be yeah. so busy just yeah. practicing and then doing all these all these yeah. events. A lot and of obligations, right? Camps. Yeah. So Caitlin. We just have to say this. If you see this podcast, we want you to be we our guest. We want you on. Yes. Yeah, so, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So that was my story for the weekend. But I like it. Do you think you guys could beat Caitlin Clark in one on one? No. Not okay, a I'm shot. Just, just checking. I just I'm not one of those check. guys that. Yeah. No okay. chance. Just Absolutely like zero chance. Check there. Just yeah. like. I don't even know if I'd score a point. Thank you. I just have to hip check her real hard. Oh, my use a, we'd have to use our weight. That's so all we got. Cole. She probably looks skinny in person How like tall or she? on TV, but she's she's probably jacked. How tall she is gained she? like 11 pounds of muscle in one year. Yeah. How tall is she, Bailey? I think like six foot. Yeah. yeah. I so she's, I mean, yeah. she's, she's not short. She's lengthy. She's got mm-hmm. long, long arms. Yeah. Anyways, beat Cole in golf. Got Caitlin Clark signature. Cole P beat Cole P in golf. Well, I'm on your team. Yeah, I, I won that, too. We yeah. took a couple of yeah. my shots. Don't forget. Yeah, we did. <laughs> what's so funny? You emailed us and put winning team. I put your know. Name it's a big joke. You knew you were going to lose. I it was a good day, though. We got the team out. Had a little team bonding. It was, yeah. everyone was sweating pretty profusely, but it was fun. Uh, fun day out of the office for an afternoon. Yeah, so all the people that are not in Iowa currently were having a big heat wave, and it's like 96 feels like 102 um, for like three days straight, and we went golfing, which was crazy. A little <laughs> We had insane, it planned ahead of time. Fun. So we had a plan ahead of time. We're like, oh boy, the hottest day of the year. We're going to go out for the afternoon. <laughs> we were <laughs> celebrating our summer intern last day, Ben, yep. and that's kind of how, too, I thought, I thought about this topic, because we get this question a lot, so I'm going to dive into it. Let's dive into what Here. we're going to talk about. <laughs> Ben made this good point. He said this last time. He said this to me a couple times. Like he got into TikTok. He was like, I don't know anything about personal finances. Like I don't even know what any of these topics are and I should know about them. Right. And we were talking about this too, the lack of education. So our topic today is how to set your kids up for financial success. And we get this question a lot. How do I save my kid's future? What account should I use? What, what are you guys doing? So I think it's a great topic, one, to talk about what kind of strategies you can use, and two, like maybe the behavior behind really what could you teach your kid. So let's get into it. What type of savings accounts are there for kids? Cole J. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to go, you know, between uh, Cole and I, we're going to split these up. There's three really ones that we talk about, and I think one one great thing, you know, I always say about our industry is too is there's, there's no one way to do things. And I we were talking when we were kind of doing the pre-production for this podcast of so like Cole and I have a little bit different philosophy on a couple of these things, but uh, what's great is there's a lot of ways to, to satisfy or help people with their goals. But really the three main accounts are uh, a custodial account, a, a minor Roth IRA and a 529. Those would be the mo- most three common that I think we come across certain States, you know, it might differ based on, but, but our core clientele, that's really the, the three that we're going to talk about today. Okay, let's start with custodial account. What is it? Yep, so so I always explain a custodial account. If I'm sitting down, and I think it's very relevant because we have, you know, 
not to age you, Cole, uh, you too, but a lot of our friends age, we're now, they're now starting to where they're having kids, having families, and they're coming to me like, what are you doing for your kids? What do you do? That's the first question a lot of my friends ask because they know I do that. And I'm like, okay, I always start with a custodial account or explain what a custodial account is. And I say, well, it's really just like a brokerage account, a taxable brokerage account for a minor. So, you know, think of it as a savings account that a parent's running that you can buy stocks, mutual funds, bonds, CDs in. And that's always a, a good starting point. It's a way for, uh, you know, if someone wants to gift your, you know, grandparents want to give them a thousand bucks a year for something, you can put in a custodial account, you can buy a growth mutual fund or, you know, put in a money market or whatever it might be. And this is the simplest one to transition to your kids. There's no, like, you don't have to take it out for education. You don't yep. have to take it out for a first time home buyer. There, there aren't a lot of rules around it. Uh, you can turn it over to them when they're majority age, which in Iowa is 21. Um, you turn it over to them and they can, the, 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 the problem with, and I tell yeah, people this too, that the downside of this is they can do it with it, whatever they want. And you don't know what your kid's going to be like at that age. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like yep. if you're younger, right. you're saving for them all of a sudden. And what if they're, in, I'm not saying, but there's so many scenarios that could happen. Do you really want to hand that money that's, over to them? That's the no number rules. one, the, probably the number one pushback when I explain that, when I say, Hey, you know, when they reach age majority, this account, if they know it's here and I always kind of do the, the quotations, like if they know, cause a lot of times kids, Parents will save for a kid and they don't really know, which I don't think is a good thing. I think you want to educate them, tell them early on what they why have, how it's, it. how it's doing. But the big benefit early on, especially why they are young or below the age majority, is really the, unless you're pumping a lot of money in there, all the dividends, interest, capital gains, or if there's any buys or sells, it's reported under their social security number. And if they're not filing a tax return, there's no tax implications on point. it. Correct. So now as they, you know, if you're putting a lot of money or they are, they're making money when they're 16 and putting, you know, it could be different on that if they are filing a return or, you know, but later in life, that's generally as they're starting to get older and they're starting to understand that stuff. But that is a big benefit to it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but and the, the thing that I talk to people, like, I don't want to, I, I actually don't do these for my kids. I, I, I don't, not, not that I don't believe in it. I just think they're, I don't want to turn over a big lump sum of money to them when they're 21. I just don't think they need that. And that's just, that's just my theory on it. Um, but it, but that's, that would be my fear is like, here's $50,000. And if I got $50,000 when I was 21, yeah. what would you have done? Colby? <laughs> uh, to the casino, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did read it. I don't know what I would have done, but it probably wouldn't have been the right decision. Don't quote me, but I did read a stat too. Those accounts, they're usually spent by age 25 to 35. The money's gone. So like Correct. wedding rings, houses, I get that, but there's also other kids who might just take that money. And that's the thing is you can kind of a nice trip as a parent. You can kind of hide it from them I, I too agree. a little bit. And then when they do go, Go to buy a house you can say hey i got this account so it is you can do that you also, just have to have so. the do it the right way and i also think if the the educate here's where i always i always and i'm going to explain this to my kids as they're my kids are both younger so i'm, I'm just starting to my oldest boy just starting to have some of these he's starting to ask what things are worth how much is like, that cost? yeah yeah how much is how much is mom's ring how much is this you know but the way i'm going to explain it to him, I think when he realizes, because I do save a little bit in a custodial account for my both of my boys. Now, Cole has four kids, so you know this he's, is a great point. the contributions get a lot more the more kids you have. So. There's so many avenues yeah. to success. That that's the point. But I'm gonna. I want to. My wife and I've talked to us. I want to phrase this as more like, "Hey, this is long term money. This money, like almost like it, you're gonna get penalized for using it." So they kind of think, "Oh, hey, I I can't use this." Mm -hmm. And but in reality, when they go and say, "Hey, I, I'm you know I need a down payment for a house." 
hopefully at that time they hadn't touched it. Now they might have. If they're smarter, they do their own research. Like, hey, I got this account. I can touch it. Dad's lying to me. <laughs> you know, uh, but right. that's the idea is like, I'd rather, hey, it'd be great if it's 50,000 or 40, 20, 10, whatever. And they, you know, can put $10,000 down for their house, for their house, great you know, start of yeah, life. whatever it might be. Um, or hopefully not. Hopefully the idea is like, they just, it turns into a brokerage account and they keep investing for, for the rest. You know, or they see the power of investing and they're thinking, okay, yep. but so let's, let's switch gears. 529s. Yeah. So 529 is an educational savings account, but, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, go with two options when it comes to education savings. So most people have heard of a 529 because it's very common. Uh, in Iowa, you get an Iowa state tax write-off up to a point. I think the total is 35, 40 this year or something like that. Don't quote me on it. It's close. Um, so ever, it's like 3,700 and some dollars per person. Or something yeah, it's, it's an odd number. We can do a fact check. It, it's a very odd number. Caleb. Um, so, so you put in that money into a 529, you get it, you get to deduct that from your state taxes and you can do that for each one of your kids. Each parent could do it. So technically I could do it for all four of my kids and for Molly. So I could take eight tax deduction up to that amount if I wanted to max it out. Um, the 529 plan is an education savings account. So you can only take money out for education savings. Uh, there is no limit on uh, how much you can make to be able to contribute to that. So you, you can Anyone make a million can. dollars a year. It doesn't matter. You can contribute to a 529, take the tax deduction. Um, I think those are are, are to be used, at, at, and I, I use some of that. But I also think there's another option for people that are, um, you know, I don't want to say lower income earners, but under the under the Roth IRA limits, uh, which this year is about 220,000, uh, married filing jointly and 110,000. Again, those numbers aren't exact. Um, 110,000 of single. Uh, if you save in a Roth IRA under your own name, yeah, just for clarification, not yeah, a minor, Roth. not a minor Roth under your own name, uh, you can use those funds plus earnings as long as you've had it open for at least five years for your kids qualified education expenses. Uh, so qualified education, tuition, room and board, uh, books. We look through the whole list. It's pretty extensive that you can use it for those expenses. And, and the reason being, I like that option is that if my kids all get full ride scholarships to, uh, Notre Dame and I, I never have to pay for any of their other college, I can just keep that Roth IRA in my own name. And it's my, now it's my educate or it's my uh, retirement account. So uh, that's that's the way I prefer if, if people make under that limit. Now, if you make over that limit, 529 becomes kind of your only option. I was just going to say, I want to clarify this because we're talking about minor accounts. So Cole's saying stuff, and we were talking about this prior to the show, everyone has different strategies. So when Cole's saying, I save for college, he doesn't use that five. I mean, we're not saying you don't, but like instead of just only using 529 accounts, you save in your own Roth IRA or tell clients to, excuse me, and they can use those funds. And we were talking about this difference of opinion, not opinions, but strategies, yep. where I think you maybe lean more to the 529 or something else. I, I, I tend to try to get a separation there to where I think of like, because a lot of times someone's coming with kids money in mind they're already like hey we've got some of this money that grandparents gave us and a lot of times that poison i'm trying definitely which i know you're not saying to direct that money for to roth where no that's you know, what the, i do with the, the grandparents money i put it in my own <laughs> i put it in my own roth Suckers. yep thanks dad <laughs> no but the the you know the roth is such a unique tool that that's a strategy i don't think a lot of people know that's out there 
and it's a way of like, hey, let's max fill that Roth because right. and, and that that parent might have said, hey, we want to use some of our salary to go to the 529. So you're getting to that same same common goal. It's just a different way, mm-hmm. different way to get there. And yeah. uh, that's that's a great thing. And, and ultimately, you know, it always circles back to the conversation of, of what do you want as a, as a parent, you know, like. I don't know, Bailey, what do you, what do you, what would you, what's right. ideal for your kids? And honestly, I put 529 cause I like the separation and it's just, that's how my mind works. And now that you can change, like the, always the question was, Oh, I don't want to save to a 529 because I don't know if my kids are going to college. I don't think college is going anywhere just cause I know people want yeah. to, and I'm a realistic, my kids aren't as athletic as I am. So they're not getting scholarships. <laughs> oh. They're just, I'm just kidding. We'll, but no, we'll, I'm, we'll I'm, listen to this in the future and see, yeah. see where your kids but are But Luke's at. in the trade. So I get it too. But like the nice thing about 529s in my mind, I like that they can convert it to a Roth and I still want to teach them. Okay. If we convert this amount to Roth, you didn't go to school, hold on to this because you can use this for this and this, and it's just going to keep, there's so many and different what's ways. Ba- Bailey's referencing there. Just there's, yeah. there's new rules that, uh, five twenty. you save for a 529, a child's, you know, 529 account and say they do not go to college up to a certain amount of dollars can be yeah can be converted now to a Roth IRA that's that's brand new that's a new rule within the last year um, which is a big benefit yeah. to the 529 now to where now they they continue that tax deferral yeah. into a tax free type of account now if you get more than 35,000 obviously and then it you starts start, in 2024 my point yep. is there's so many different ways to yeah do and it. that's it, there's different different ways to, to go about it. What's and, your favorite quote? Different strokes for different folks. Different ways to skinny cat. That's a, I <laughs> no, almost pulled, I, I almost like said that. that. I, I don't like that. I almost said that earlier. I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of a everyone says that. So I do not. I hate cats. Sorry, Trini. Okay. <laughs> so we got a 529. We got the custodial. And now we kind of talked about Roth. So there's you want to go into the Roth account for the child? So so a minor Roth account. Yes. So so not not the Roth IRA for educational purposes. You wouldn't want to do this for educational purposes. Because Roth IRA, Cole Peterson's name, takes out right. distribution for Elia. Like, that's what we were talking about. That's what we we're talking about. It's completely in my name. My kids aren't attached to it at all. I can take it out for any of my kids' uh, education expenses uh, at, after I've had it open for five years. So now we're talking about a Roth IRA that is a custodial account where I am the custodian, and then one of my children is the minor. I'm actually naming that that child. Uh, so I am naming them as the minor, and as soon as they get turned over age 18, they become the owner of the account. So that they they own the account that's their Roth IRA now, so completely different from the other we were and you wouldn't want to do that for educational purposes because it will count against their um, when it comes to uh, filing for college education is a great way to save though for for kids now caveat being is te- technically they're supposed to have some type of earned income Put right to contribute so you know you can't have your six month old you're maxing out a Roth IRA for your six year old or six month old unless she's you know? a model yeah. or like yeah. in a movie yeah. <laughs> sitting in the, the Gerber model yeah. or whatever income. but but say you got a, a, a 12 year old that's you know and I, I see it from the farm background this is very common farm families they you know kid works you know works field uh, runs equipment whatever it might be able does chores uh, dad funds four or five thousand dollars a year to that to that minor instead of just giving him a check for five thousand. Hey, kiddo, you're this this is going in your Roth IRA now. Great things is, you know, some of the IRS rules now come into play for that minor, right? So the money is a little more tied up now. If they do want to get it after eighteen, there is going to be some penalty and issue there that they do have to know those implications. So it is a great way, probably no better way to set up a child up to being a millionaire than to have a, a minor Roth IRA. 
and letting um, it yeah, grow over time. Continue to have that tax regrowth. Probably no, no, you know, no better way out there. As long as they leave it alone, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's the that's the big thing is, is it's going to get turned over their name at some point, and if they cash it out, they cash it out. You won't have any control over that. But uh, at the same time, yeah, they have to. So, so what Cole was talking about, like the the farming father, even though he doesn't actually hand the the money, he has to issue a W two or a ten ninety nine to his child and their the social security number yep. that he paid them that amount. Then that's the max amount that they can put into a Roth IRA up to the $6,500, obviously. So they can't go over 6,500. And I also want to go back to the 529 versus Roth conversation from before. That is the one downfall of saving in a Roth IRA for educational purposes. You are maxed out at 6,500. 529, you can you put can as, contribute much as, you as much as you want. You won't get a state tax deduction above that that limit, but uh, you can put kind of as much as you want. And I just love the power of the Roth IRA. Like, so my Roth IRA, I'm like, sorry, kids. You like, get giddy I, when you talk about Roth. I do. She just, she like, like glows. Sorry. But I just, in my mind, I'm like, I want to, and we talked about this too. I want to set my kids up for success. I don't want to enable them though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need, that's why I like separation. Like, here's your 529. This is how much I'm putting in. Like, here's your start off to life. You're welcome. I didn't get that. Like nothing. So this is mine. Hey there, listeners. This episode of How to Money with Cole and Cole is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, finding the work-life balance of being a husband and father and working a job has been so rewarding, but it also can be so exhausting. And that's why it's important for me to take care of my health and not just my physical health, but my mental health. And that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. And you know what's great about it? It's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of challenges. To get started, you just have to answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you with more scheduling flexibility at a more affordable price. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com CFG to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash C-F-G. So this brings me to my next point. How do you guys talk to your kids about money? Because we don't want to enable them. We want to educate them. And I think it is interesting because I sit on a lot of meetings with, you know, Cole and myself. snotty little brats. And it is a first question. My young friends always ask me, like, it is top of mind. Like, like insurance and this, they go, what do you use to save for your kids? And I'm like thinking, my dad didn't give a crap about my college fund. He was like, figure, you know what I mean? I do think it's a different in generation. I think the younger generation kind of thinks like, okay, how can I prepare my kids but like, how do you talk to them about money? Like what habits teaching them? Like, what do they, I mean, your kids are a little older, Colby. Yeah, I, I think you should talk about money and what things cost to your kids. Um, not necessarily the, 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 the big items, big ticket items, but um, when, when my kids, uh, I get a uh, receipt from uh, having them out for dinner. I'll show it to them. Because they got to know, like, hey, you want to go out to dinner? It Life co- costs money. It costs money, and and, and this is how you tip. And, and like, I'll show them that stuff. Now, not necessarily my six year old daughters, but I've talked to Joseph a little bit about it, who's thirteen, David who's nine. Um, 
you know, there's some things that I don't discuss with them also, um, you know, how much mom's ring costs or, um, you know, it's hard to get the concept of a dot, like what, yes. it, what that's worth until they really start earning the money too. That's always and a hard thing. It's like, out. yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I get this for doing this. And then I have to buy this for this and I've got 50 cents left. This sucks. I agree <laughs> about it though. Talking about it is probably the number one strategy you can set your kids up for financial success. Cause a lot of kids go 18, 19. No one's yep. ever talked to them about saving, giving, investing, anything. So go on. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's certain things you, you do want to talk to them about. But we're, me and David were just in the car. David's nine, and, and he just he just is a he's a really sweet kid, but he'll just say whatever's on his mind. He just goes, Dad, how much money do you make? I love, I love it. kids. I love it. That's awesome. They're so. Just, he's like, I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, what's your salary? <laughs> I make my salary, and I, son. <laughs> and, I, and I was just kind of like, well, David, I'm not going to tell you that because if I tell you, uh, you know, a number, I don't know if you think that's a lot or a little or, or what. And, and I just don't, I don't think that's appropriate for me to tell you. <laughs> There's probably definitely age appropriate conversations too. Like right. none of our kids are like in that teen where they're like. Yeah. They're kind of still younger, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, like I said, there's, there's some things I wouldn't talk to them. About. I wouldn't tell them how much, you know, a piece of jewelry costs that I bought for Molly or, uh, you know, we're looking at doing a, putting in a possibly a basketball hoop and my boys are very interested in what it would cost. And I'm just like, why does it matter to you? You're not paying for it. Yeah. But, um, but I, but I do think you do, there are certain things that you do need to talk to them about money and we're, we're going through with something right now with our 13 year old where he loves shoes. Uh, he, he wants to buy any pair of shoes that he sees and, and we have to give him a limit. And then we say, Hey, if you want that pair of LeBron James shoes and we'll do, you know, a hundred dollars, you, you would have to pay the rest and you have to earn that money to pay the rest. And, and he's done that a couple times. He's got, he's got a pretty cool shoe selection. And I'm happen to be the same size as him right now. So that's <laughs> pretty cool that I got to wear some of those, but, uh, You're but playing him. Yeah. Like, these are my shoes. <laughs> pick these ones. <laughs> it's, it's good to teach them and have to have them pay for some of the things. If they want something special, I don't think you should just go buy it for them. I agree. That's just my theory. I mean, that's not how I was raised. And it's very different for every, I mean, I actually had two extremes in my household. Like I had one where like, you want it, you get it. And the other one was like, Oh, a haircut. Like, do you really need a haircut? Well, I'm like, yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> kind of need this thing shortened down for a little bit. You know what I mean? Very extremes, but like very interesting too. that. The curiosity of a young age. And like you said, the same thing Kale's been asking just last night. It's just last night. He was like, dad, how much do you think mom's ring costs? And I'm like, well, I bought it. So I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. Trying to have as much money and back we, then. We got, distra- we got distracted back and forth going on it. But it was it was just interesting because he is, his wheels are turning on the you know the concept of going to the store and like you don't get a toy every time you go to the store and those those things. My like, life. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a hard thing of understanding. Like, I think the hardest thing as a parent is when you do have the means to provide things to 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 be disciplined, not to give in just because it's easy. Because you can. Yeah, because because that's where I, I my wife and I, talk about and I feel like we're very fortunate to, we can buy things when we go to the store and not, and I'm not saying that to brag. It's purely like I have this thought in my brain. I'm like, I'm going to the store with my seven-year-old. He's going to want something. How am I going to handle this? You know, without making him a spoiled brat and we throw a fit every time we go to the store mm-hmm. and make sure he values the concept of like, hey, we can't afford this, but we're not, we don't get everything just because we can buy it. I'm going to condense my story because we yeah. talked about this before. Date Mech, my six-year-old, love him to death, but like he 
is in that mindset. Like if he wants it, he wants it now and he gets it now. And I'm just not that way. I'm just not wired that I, way. It's my money and I want it now. Yeah. And so <laughs> I wasn't, him and Luke went to Hy-Vee the other day. Long story short, there's a $7 toy, $7. That's nothing. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's nothing, but it is funny over the smallest, smallest thing. Sometimes. And he was just adamant about this toy. And Luke was like, no, you got a toy last week. Papa just bought you a toy. Like we have grandparents that spoil him. There's just so many things. He gets home. He will not stop pestering me about this toy. And I'm like, day, you do not need this toy. You have so many toys. Be grateful. You know, did my whole mom spiel. Probably a little too much for a six-year-old, but I'm a very motivated person. Like that's how I speak. So he would not leave me alone. And I was like, okay. I was like, Day, if you really want this toy, if it's, if you need it today, which you don't, but if you need it today, get rid of every single plastic toy. Everyone. You, every Everyone. single one. I was mad. I was trying to work out. I was like, because I don't like that. I just like, I don't like that you think you're entitled to it now. And yeah. I know he's only six, but it's a great lesson. I don't care what anyone thinks. It's a great lesson. He gets, I'm working on the bike, my Peloton bike. I see out of my corner of my eye. <laughs> he this called kid, you on it, didn't he? He put every single toy on our couch next to our bike. I'm laughing <laughs> as I'm riding. Cause I'm like, when I get off, I'm going to talk him out of this. I'm going to renegotiate. I get off the bike. He, you know, he was so set. He was so proud of his decision. We put all the toys in my car. Every single toy. Like that's He just called his, you on it. Did. You I, had to go to the store and get him that toy. I got it to him, but this is the best part. We went to my dad's that night and my uncle was there. Shout out to my dad. Like he's really good about like just teaching day. Like, you know, you don't get it just because you want it type of thing. So we walked out there and I opened up my car. All his toys are in there. My dad's like, Day, do you know you could have sold that one dinosaur right there and bought 10 of those? tears all over i regret Poor my guy. decision Poor i want guy. to change my mind oh, I, that's funny. and i didn't because i was like so now i have all the toys hidden i'm like day i didn't get rid of them i just want you know but you're gonna earn them back because this is the problem like you don't get it just because you want it now and i even told him i said you could have waited five more days and i would have bought you that toy if you would have done some chores and like used your own money and he like pretty young but like my point is like you just don't get it because you want it's it. It's the, the delayed, right? We were talking about delayed gratification versus instant gratification. And we're very in that that world right now with the TikTok, social media Instagram. stuff of like, hey, I can get things now. I can take a pill and lose weight. I can, you know, all these things where you, or being, you know, having money for retirement, you know, those things, that's a delayed, you know, saving your author, right? That sucks. It takes discipline to do it. Cause like, yeah, I'd like to go buy a new pair of Jordans or where it is. But I tell you what, that $200 over 30 years in your Roth IRA, you're gonna be glad you did that 30 years from now. And that's a, that's an instant gratification yes. versus a delayed gratification. And that's one thing. If you can go through some type of, you know, situations with your kids or, or teaching points and toys yeah. is a great one. Yeah. Like, Hey, if you wait on do that, you'll get this. Or if you want it now, here's what you get. But here's the consequence. Yes. Cause here's the thing. People yeah. who can't afford stuff. I'm not talking about everyone, but like, Oh, I really want that nice car, but you couldn't afford it right now. If you would have waited a couple more years and got a lower rate, you know what I mean? Nope. There's just so many, or if, Hey, if I would have saved this much more to retirement, I could have retired this much. I'm earlier. talking to myself too. Yeah. As I'm doing this, I'm like, yeah. Hey, think about this. There's some decisions you're thinking about going you through know, right now. And it's I a great, it's a great, every, Every decision and every action you make has a consequence. Yeah. No matter choice. whether you have plenty of money or no money, and I, every yeah. action has a consequence. And I'm going to go back to this too. When you have the means like to do, give your kids the best of the best, like sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't get that. So I want to do that for my that, kids. Yes. But I always think, wow, I don't think I would have ended up the way I am if I would have got everything I wanted. So it's just like that comparing game, man. Well, that's your, you, I don't know if we're going to get into the stats of Listen, the second generation. Yeah. yeah. The second yeah. generation, yeah. this kind of feeds right into that. Yeah. I thought very interesting. So consistently, like if you go back to 1988 or something, fact check me, it's pretty 79 to 80% of first, first generation millionaires, I mean self-made millionaires did not inherit anything. So 80%. 
So it's 80% crazy. millionaires didn't make it because daddy left them a big pile of money. They made it because they saved and invested. They were disciplined. Planned. And then I saw, and then by the second generation, so I leave day my money, 70% of it's already gone. And by the time it hits their kids, 90% is gone. That's crazy. Right. And I so just, I, yeah. And, and that's, you know, kind of the, like you want to, you want to set your kids up for success, but you don't want to just hand them a bunch of money. I, I don't think any kid, I, I, I couldn't imagine being 21 years old and then my parents tell me I have this up my account where I've got $250,000. I'd be like, oh, what? Well, I would have partied it away. I would have been <laughs> like, we're going on a exactly. boat, kids. Yeah. And, and I think that's also, you know, we see impair, we see people inherit money kind of frequently, especially mm-hmm. now with baby boomers passing away. And you know, some people are great with it. Some people, uh, oh, wow, this is, you know. Changed my life. Changed their life. I can retire early now. Some people are, are bad with it. Uh, some people just, it's all gone. And, and you never, and they never invest in it or anything like that. So we see both sides of it. But I, I don't think saving, I guess what I'm trying to say is saving everything until the end and having your kids inherit a big pile of money at the end is probably not the not goal. The, not the goal either. I, I don't try to set that up for people. And now some people, that's what they want to do. And that's their legacy plan. That's what they want to do. But uh, at the same time, I don't think that's what you should do, I guess. I, I have a, I just a like poll, like this, almost like a poll question. I'm just, my curiosity flags coming up here. So in your experience, do you find, say, you know, you work with mom, they're 80, 80 years old, they pass away, they have a million bucks. Kids had no idea they had a million bucks or versus mom communicated to a lot of kids. They knew what they were going to get. In my no idea, yeah. Most of, most of the time, it seems like the ones that know they're going to get something, or they kind of had a good idea of what mom did and met dad did. They were kind of in, learned about money. They they handle that situation very good. Where a lot of times the ones that no idea and it's unexpected, they weren't really in that situation. Seems like the money goes yep. pretty quickly versus mm-hmm. like, and that's a probably a, a the relationship communication of like. Say. They probably learned about money earlier on. Their parents talked about yep. the importance. And I, me and my dad talk about this too, because yeah. he didn't talk about money for the longest time. I, all I knew is my dad, good saver, made good money, whatever. Never really talked about it until we got older. But now he's like, I wish we would have talked about more. Like, I wish I would have talked with my mom more. Like, he likes that we talk about. Obviously, it helps that I'm in the financial world. <laughs> but like, it, it it's powerful to say, hey, this, this isn't a gift. It's a responsibility. And here's what you're going to get. Um, keep working hard. You know what I mean? A little like, tougher for the older generation yes, though, too. I think they're different. more, they're more private. Yes. You know, I think, I, think, I think in your, your example, the people that, that die with money and their, their kids uh, know about the money usually already have money because, yeah, exactly. because yeah, they, exactly because they've already talked and mom, traits they, there. they, they, yep. they, they followed what their parents were doing and, and they talked through that the, and they there was should, a good example, some good example. And they already have money. And a lot of people that inherit that money don't necessarily need it. And they, they're more apt to save it and probably going to pass it on to their kids who probably won't need it and, and so on and so forth. But it's the people that, that usually that the, didn't know there was a million dollars there and they get two hundred fifty thousand because they split it with four of their their three other siblings, and usually the first time they've ever had money gone. in their yeah. life or, or any meaningful amount of money, and, and it's yep. gone. Yep. And, and I think this all comes back to because I it is a different generation. Like a very first question, how do I save for my kids? I don't think that was probably the first question for the boomer generation. No offense. Like, no, no, it was not. It yeah. just different counts, different times. 
know what you need first and like you know what i mean what are you in, are you hitting your budgeting are you investing your amount of your salary and then yes if there's room and you want to set your kids up to be successful to start out i completely understand that because the world's only getting more expensive houses whatnot the best but example also you teach can, them that's the it's best earned. example it's not given yep. like yeah have your financial affairs in order first, right? That's yes. the best example you can set. So if you and can't talk save to them for about them, it. yeah, educate them. Make sure you're saving for yourself first because then, you know, you're setting that example regardless of whether or not, you know, they're still going to have to earn their way. Yes. I think I think as my kids get older, I will show them our budget. I, I, agree. I know you're big on budgets too. Like, I, I think they should know that. what things cost. Um, I, I and, and I think that some kids are under the impression that they could live on a thousand dollars a month. Like they could pay their own rent and pay for their own phone bill. And you can't, I would, I was just going to say that I was researching like top millionaires, what they do with their kids. They let them sit on the budget meetings, like age appropriate. They don't even maybe disclose how much they make, but more like, here's what the mortgage is. Here's what this is. This is how much I invest. And then also like their first big purchase. A lot of millionaires do this. They make their kids pay in with their car. So like, if you want a decent car, if you have four thousand, I'll meet you four thousand. Like good little like examples to show pay, them. Pay stubs are a great way to teach kids about the real world when they first get <laughs> a, their first pay Taxes, stub, and they're like, yeah. "Huh, I just paid. You know, I got five hundred dollars and eighty dollars that went to the federal government. What's that what's about? That <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Wait, I have to pay house insurance <laughs> yeah. and car insurance yeah. and water bill. Yep, those yeah. are good. Those are good teaching moments. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've. I have a friend that that does kind of the the matching the matching thing you did mm. on and it, his kids are a little bit older but he does uh you know if they make a $1000 um he will he he says whatever you make the gross amount I will match half of that if you put half of that in uh an, an investment of some so sort smart. a Roth IRA or I yeah, can't remember idea. exactly what he does but so say they make a $1000 if they take 500 of that and put it in an investment he will put 500 in with it. He matches him. it. He matches it. It's a cool show idea. Them. And that like shows them like, hey, if I put this away, he'll match it. I'm making more money and it's going to grow. It's a right. delayed gratification yeah. thing too there. Yep. So you went a, a minute ago, you said something about um, take care of yourself first and then your kids. Yeah. So in my, and my parents don't mind if I talk about this, like in my house, we weren't like, I didn't get started with a bunch of money, but like whenever I moved out of my parents' house, it wasn't like I had was given college funds or whatever, but I was educated, you know, like my dad taught me as I was growing up, you know, this is how you use money. This is how, and I like, this is he, when I got old enough to where, um, like when I started working a job, he would get more into like, you were talking about showing me a budget or whatever. Um, if you want a phone, you can get a phone when you can pay for it, yeah. you know, things like that. And I felt like even Though even though I didn't start life with money that was given to me by a, through a college fund or whatever, I felt prepared. You had the habits. Yeah, and so like some people are like, oh, I want to leave money because I don't want to put them in a bad spot. Well, if you educate them, you're not leaving them in a bad For spot. For sure. Yeah, yeah, transparency. And I think the hardest thing in today's world with kids is the comparing game because they I get to see how rich people like extravagant Very. billionaire people are living TikTok or whatever these people are making just. Just not your average person. They're, every girl wants Lulu. You know what I mean? Stuff. I was like, it's just. It's getting insane. hard. To, it's getting hard to be a, a 10 year old. Yes. You know, 11 year, you know, keeping especially. Keeping up with the Jones is yes. like keeping up with the kid next door. Instagram and all that. So everyone sees what everyone else has and everyone wants to take a picture of their vacation and all that stuff. And um, it's hard to be an adult, adult but yeah, uh, you know, in this social media era and putting things into like the importance of like, you know, 
back to what really matters, you know, being a good person, yes. being educated, Giving, get, yes. saving, yep. investing. And I think too, living in your means, like Cole's means, I'll just say this, these two, their means is not my means. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. And like knowing there's someone that doesn't have my means, vice versa, like it's not really how much you can make, it's how much you can save and keep. Yep. How much can you keep and how much can you live off when you're done working? So like for kids to understand that young. Amen. Yeah. Transparency. Amen. Yeah. And disclaimer, sure. we're not parents of the year. We're probably not nailing. <laughs> all our kids I'm are going to kids are gonna listen to this and be like, yeah, they're, they're the worst parents. But my, my son's very interested because he knows I work in this world. And he's always like, well, how much does that cost? How, you know what I mean? It is, I think just talking about it is key and habits showing them. All right. Got a little carried away. Forgot about our favorite part. Dollars and cents. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Cole P, let's do it because you're you're up. You yeah. haven't done one in a yeah, while. Yeah, I haven't done one in a while. And it's usually Cole J's statistician dork. You guys uh, are both dorks, but, so you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, the Dow Jones, and, and we are taping this on Thursday, July 29th? 27th. 27th, excuse Good me. try. <laughs> so if the Dow finished up today, it would be the 14th consecutive day in a row. Now, it, now it currently is down. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon, so it, it probably will not do this but just to show the run-up we've had with the dow uh if it would finish up today it would be the longest streak of consecutive days of finishing with a positive return since 1897 wow what 14 consecutive days so 13 consecutive days obviously that that was a good run 14 would be the longest if it would go 14 and then 15 that'd be the longest run ever 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 going up that doesn't seem very long which I don't know, 15 days straight. Over. Well, it, it, what typically happens is you see, weeks, yeah, though, you usually know. you see uh, one up, one down, one up, one. Mm-hmm. We we usually see it like this. You know, 14 days in a row, you're just seeing pretty crazy. Growth. Statistically, obviously, Those it's, an, like, it's, yes. it's an anomaly. Obviously, if it's since 18, whatever you just said, 1897. Yeah. When what year were you born? Yes, <laughs> 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 Mason, I know the answer. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, I won't great. I won't tell our viewers our listeners no that was great that was a great fact though sorry to date you Shut but up. you know you got older <laughs> kids and you know I think this is an important conversation we had today because we do we and I mean even we're all living old, this right now yeah and I, I think everyone is like how do I say for my kids because I think people also see how expensive the world is and they know I don't think it's going to slow down for my kids like so how can I get them a little start but also not enable them. There's there's no exact answer. And, right. and that's where we said that there's several different ways to go about it. Um, you know, get with your financial advisor. We'll talk about what your goals are with the money, how you want to try to set your kids up. You want to set up more education. You want to set up more uh, first-time home buyer. Do you want to set up, you know, how, how you want this money set aside and what you want them to be able to use it for. And then we'll talk about what the bright account one is for you. That's, that's, yeah. that's what we do. And take care of yourself first, you know? Yep, for sure. All right. Keep working even when no one is watching. Alex Morgan, Go USA. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. 
Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.